Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Free of shame, a life lived out loud, proud, and just a little bit ridiculous. Instead of trying to hide it all inside, instead of trying to tell the world a lie, show me your pride, show me your pride. I'll get up and lying how you shine. I want to see you kiss your shame goodbye. Show me your pride Show me your pride Forget about the lying How you shine I wanna see you kiss Your shame goodbye Show me your pride Show me your pride Oh come on I'll show you mine if you show me yours 
That was the new song, or this new song by Coco Peru. That's her song called Show Me Your Pride, obviously. And uh, it's good. It's a good, catchy dance tune. I'm sure that's the way it was orchestrated and sounds great. And it's got a great message. I really love it. So you can download uh, your copy of Show Me Your Pride on iTunes uh, now if you're interested. Um, definitely a good dance song. I'm sure I'll be playing it in the club somewhere. Those people who still go to the clubs, unlike me. <laughs> Welcome to Gay Mass. Thanks for joining us today. I'm doing an early show because I've got things to do tomorrow. I've got to get up early for meetings and stuff so um earlier than usual so i have to uh be in bed like a good little boy um tonight earlier than normal so i can get up so as you know it's difficult for me to get up in the mornings uh not that way obviously but uh <laughs> it's difficult for me to get out of bed in the morning i should say uh so if you um have the same problem I have. You understand I'm a night owl and it's hard for me to uh, get up early in the morning. But anyway, um, thanks for coming to the show. If you're listening live, thank you. If you're not, you can, um, um, you're probably listening in the archives and I appreciate that as well. You can always uh, check out all of my shows at offlimitshow.com uh, from this year. Also, all of the shows are an archive on um, the site spreaker.com. And also you can listen, of course, on um, <clears throat> Excuse me. You can listen, of course, on uh, iTunes. Uh, if you search for Gay Mass on iTunes, you can listen to all the Gay Mass shows. You can listen to the Brain Purge shows I do there as well. Search for Brain Purge. And also uh, on um, Off Limits show, shows on iTunes. So I'm all over the place, so just look for me, and I'm, I'm there somewhere. <laughs> so thanks for listening, all you gay people out there. And those of you who aren't, thanks for joining us and being a gay supporter, gay ally. We appreciate it. Um, so it's, uh, what is it? It's 5 o'clock almost here, Central Time. Um, and in the gay news uh, today, um, what's going on in the gay world? Well, there's obviously the Coco Peru song I just told you about. She just released. Good song. I got interviewed Coco Peru um, a few months ago, I think, about two months ago, maybe three months ago, maybe two months ago. I'm not sure. Um, but if you want to check out the interview with her, you can go to uh, my website, offlimitshow.com, and check out that interview as well. <clears throat> Speaking of interviews, I did an interview with Jack McEnroth uh, as well a couple weeks after her, I think the week after, actually. Um, Jack McEnroth was a contestant on Project Runway, and he's also an HIV advocate and also um, very, very hot model, <laughs> a very gorgeous man, um, physically just beautiful physically all over top to bottom uh and you can see his nude pictures online by the way if you want to search for him but you can see a beautiful uh, hot picture of him on um on our facebook page on twitter as well as on the uh the um web page offlimitshow.com but anyway i did an interview with him and he's gotten over a thousand listens uh from the last month or so whenever it was so that's great i glad people are interested in listening to him i think partly because he's so hot and also because he talks a lot in the interview about the scoop behind the scenes scoop of project runway no holds barred um type of um truth about what goes on behind the show and how the producers actually do the show. Although, of course, the people on the show would probably deny it. But anyway, it's interesting, so let's check that out as well. Uh, Jonah Hill's in trouble because he has um, been um, recently, he said uh, he called a TMZ reporter uh, he said, shut the fuck up or back off faggot or something like that. Something, something faggot. I can't remember exactly what it was. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, so uh, he's in trouble because of what he said, uh, calling somebody a faggot, uh, using a homophobic slur, basically a photographer. And um, he actually, oh, he said, actually, quote, suck my dick, you faggot, is what he said. Now, Jenna Hill's been in a lot of uh, kind of frat boy type movies. And he's been in, you know, of course, that movie 
um, Wolf of Wall Street. He was really good, and he's a good actor, actually. Um, but he's not somebody I would think would be homophobic, but maybe he is. I don't know. But the fact that he would use that slur and actually say um, that he uh, used the word faggot is just wrong and unjustified. You know, just as when... Um, just as when, um, uh, what's his name, Alec Baldwin did it and has been using that epithet for many, many <laughs> uh, situations. And so it's wrong for him as well. And I don't think it's right for anybody to use the word faggot if you're not gay. And I don't like the people who use the word faggot anyway, you know, even as a term, as a term of endearment towards other gay people. I think it's stupid. It's sort of like the N-word. I think the N-word is not okay to really... I don't think it's good for okay excuse me, I don't think it's good for people black to say the N-word ever, but people do it. And I think it's acceptable for black people to say it to one another because it is their word. They take the power back from that word. Um, but when you're using the F-word, you know, faggot, among gay people, I know a lot of gay people, gay guys, who will say, oh, you're such a faggot, or oh my God, such a faggot, or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, kind of um, just in, in jest or whatever. But to me, it's sort of internalized homophobia if you're using that word, uh, faggot, that way. Because you're actually saying, even if you're using it towards another gay person, you, I think, could be doing the same thing that black people have done with the N-word and taking the power out of it by using it against one another or with one another. Um, and... Um, um, sorry. Uh, and so I think that that's, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is, is, is that it's internalized homophobia and that, that, that if someone's using it, for example, as a gay person and they're saying to another gay person, oh my God, he's such a faggot because like, he dresses really effeminate or he acts effeminate or he looks effeminate or, or whatever, that is sort of internalized homophobia as if to say that being effeminate is negative or something for a man or makes him less of a man or something like that. So I, I think that that's the reason it's, it's not good to use among ourselves, especially. Um, but when it comes to, um, when it comes to heterosexuals using it, I just think it's not something they should ever use. I don't care if they, and Madonna used it. I think Madonna said, didn't Madonna call somebody a faggot? No, she said gay. She was talking about somebody being totally gay or something. And not just Kale. She said Kale's totally gay, which was a joke. But um, I can't remember who she called gay before that. And I didn't really appreciate that. But I know she's not a homophobe. I mean, of all people in the fucking world, you know Madonna Ciccone is not a homophobe. Um, so when it comes from Jonah Hill, though, it's questionable because he's a guy and he's straight and he's sort of that frat, frat guy kind of persona. So it's hard to know whether or not he is or is not homophobic by using this word. Um, but of course, you know, people make a big deal out of it. And I think that it's okay to make a big deal out of it. I think because it's not okay for people to use that word. You know, I've been subjected to that word on my show many times by uh, bigoted people on um, different networks I've had the show on. And, you know, it doesn't ever, as I've said many times, it doesn't affect me in the way that it's intended to affect me. It's supposed to hurt my feelings. I'm not sure what they expect by saying that, you know, just trying to make me feel as if I'm less than them or something. Um, and it never makes me feel that way. It makes me feel like they're stupid and they're ignorant. And that's basically what I think. <laughs> it doesn't hurt me at all. And so it's not about it necessarily hurting somebody else. It's about the fact that it's not okay to use that word anyway. And to think that it's acceptable to use that word if you are an intelligent, educated, um, you know, moral individual, then you're not going to use that word at all. And so it certainly isn't a, um, 
a new thing, but it's certainly something that I think uh, people should be aware of. You know, if you're going to use the word faggot, then um, be sure you actually uh, are gay, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's the only time I find it to be remotely acceptable, basically. Uh, so anyway, and then there is the news about uh, Laverne, T Laverne Cox. Um, she's in the show Orange is the New Black, and she is uh, a transsexual individual. And uh, I think she's fantastic. I, I think she's great. Um, I would love to have her on the show. I know I never will, but I'd love to have her on the show and talk to her about her path in life and her experiences as, as a transgendered woman. Um, however, a Chicago Suns Sun Time writer recently said that um, she is not a woman. He wrote an essay, Laverne Cox is Not a Woman, and um, said that, you know, some things that were essentially, basically he said Brad, Bradley Manning is not a woman, neither is Laverne Cox. Cox is not a woman, but an effigy of a woman. Corrective surgery is the offer to amputate healthy organs in the service of a delusional tendency and having a culture organized around the elevation of unreality over reality in the service of Eros, who is a sometimes savage god, is not only irrational, but anti-irrational. <laughs> so I think the next, you know, gays are getting, we gays, you know, the gay and lesbian community are getting our rights handed to us um, as we've, we've worked so many years for 40, 50 years trying to, to get equality. And it's finally coming to fruition slowly, but surely we're getting our rights in this country. Finally, equality. Um, however, I think the next bastion of, you know, um, bigotry is definitely uh, towards the transgender community. Now, fortunately, um, the transgender community has been, you know, um, allied, allied, excuse me, should say, with the LGBT community for, you know, since the beginning, or not since the beginning, but almost since the beginning. And so because of that, and also intersex individuals, so it's usually GLBT or actually LGBT. I got in trouble on Twitter. Somebody said to me, um, I said GLBT on Twitter about something and I've, and they said to me, but it's LGBT. How can you use it's LGBT now? I thought it was, you know, LGBT. No, they said, they said it's GLBT now. I thought it was LGBT. And I said, I'm old. That's how we've always said it since I was a kid or since I was a teenager, it's been GLBT. And so then it was changed to LGBT because lesbians want to be put first because they're women or whatever. I don't know, but whatever the case, I don't really care if it's GLBT or LGBT, but um, apparently some people will get upset when I say GLBT. Well, if you get upset with it, that's too fucking bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> the L's still in there. And when I was a teenager and coming up, you know, 14, 15, 16, all the way up to like through college uh, at SMU, we had the GLBT uh, organization there. What was it called? The GLBT um, Gay and Lesbian... No, it was great gay and lesbian. It was the gay and lesbian. I can't remember the name of the organization we had there when I first started SMU. But anyway, it was um, GLBT something. And so it was... Uh, that's how I've... In my brain, I've always said it. Gay, lesbian bisexual transgender i have never i've rarely said it lesbian gay bisexual transgender because that's not something that was part of my thought process when the whole when i was a teenager so it's been something that is um some people get take offense to i guess lesbians or whatever but i'm sorry that's just me i, I i'm gonna say glbt because it doesn't fucking matter anyway the point i was trying to make is the transgender community has been a part of our um, movement for a while. Unfortunately, I don't feel that they've got the same attention. And I don't know if that's been intentional by the uh, HRC and the large uh, gay organizations in America, or if it's just been that they, they're trying to get 
uh, America to finally uh, you know, accept us, the gay and lesbians, and give us equality, and then work on the transgender people because it's going to be easier to do it that way, or or what? I don't think that's necessarily fair, but that may be what they're doing. Um, I know I've always been an advocate for transgendered rights, uh, as well as gay and lesbian, obviously, since I'm gay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> every time I've marched in the parade, it's been for GLBT, not just for G and Ls. Um, and it's the GLBTIQ community. So it's like GLBTQI or whatever. GLBTQI. So it's like gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered, questioning, intersexed oh and then there's an a in there now too a for asexual so which i don't think asexual should really be part of it because it's not a sexually a sexual gender or sexuality type thing but anyway um whatever the case is you know our community has embraced a great swath of people to uh move their rights forward and unfortunately i think that the transgender community has been left behind to some degree um because every time the gays get our rights we don't all, the transgenders don't always get their rights as well in the same um respect you know for example in texas it was a while it was you know um there was a while where transgender people could be um could be um um I'm not trying to say certain how in Houston, I think it was Houston in Houston, you could not discriminate against gay people, but you could discriminate against uh, transgender people. And so I think that's been changed since then because now Houston has a lesbian mayor. It has for the past four years and she's still there. Um, but, but um, I think that sometimes they're left behind and I think that's an, that's an issue. So um, anyway, hopefully that's going to be rectified and changed uh, in the future. We'll see what happens. Uh, what else is in the news? Um, oh, I watched X-Men this weekend. It was really great. I got to see Hugh Jackman's beautiful body naked from the behind. Gorgeous ass, by the way. Uh, getting out of bed, <laughs> which I already already knew that was going to happen. I'd seen the preview of it or something online. But uh, um, it was really good. It was a really good movie. If you haven't seen X-Men, I'm sure most of you probably have because it's very kind of gay-centric in a way. Or kind of gay themes about it being, you know, they're all misfits and and uh, not loved or liked by most of society, and they have to fight for their rights, blah, blah, blah. So it has definite, definite parallels with the gay movement and gay rights. Um, but it is uh, it was a really great movie, and if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It changes everything the movie does. Everything kind of, uh, kind of gets reset, so to speak, um, and people's lives get changed dramatically as a result of this movie. So I can't wait to the next one. I'm sure there'll be another one. I haven't read all of the X-Men like uh, books or whatever, so I don't know exactly what's going on with it. But I, I mean, like what happens in the end, but um, or if that was the end, I don't know. But uh, it was really good. Hugh Jackman was great, uh, of course. Um, of course, Patrick Stewart and um, what's his face? Oh my God, my brain! I'm getting old. By the way, that reminds me. On Saturday, I'm turning 39 years old. 39 years old. 39 years old on Saturday. <laughs> so um i'm gonna be old i'm still old but i'm i'm gonna be officially old in a year from saturday i'll be 40 in a year so i am working really hard to get all of my all of my 
life's resolutions completed. I've, you know, when I was younger, I had a list of things I wanted to accomplish and I've accomplished every single one of them <laughs> um, before I was 40. And, um, you know, I've done everything I've wanted, everything that I set out to do in my life, I have accomplished. And I feel very proud of that. And I'm, so as I turn 39 on Saturday, I don't feel fear that it's only one year away from 40. Um, I just feel like I'm getting old, which I am. But it's amazing to me because how fast time passes by, how quickly um, time moves on. I mean, I can't believe I'm 39 years old on Saturday. That's just fascinating to me because I, I, I just seems like yesterday I was in college. It seems like yesterday I was I was in high school. It seems like yesterday. I mean, no, I just, it's amazing. Just time moves on so quickly. And they say, and it's very true, the older you get, the faster time moves, it seems, and the faster the years move by. It's true, you know. Um, I look up, it's right now. It's already fucking June. It was just fucking January, <laughs> Christmas, not too long ago, it feels like, or Thanksgiving. And it's like, you know, the, the years just keep passing by and flying by faster and faster and faster. So it just makes you want to accomplish all of the things you haven't already. So the only thing I haven't accomplished uh, is is that I have set out to do. One thing I haven't is, is to have kids by the time I'm 40. So maybe in the next year I'll have kids or adopt or something. We will. I don't know. Um, that's really dependent upon some things with my husband. If he straightens out some things about himself, if he does, then I will have kids. If he doesn't, then I'm not. Um, I don't want to have them by myself. I want to have someone to raise them with. And so um, I'm, I'm definitely going to um, um, set out to do that, hopefully. And um, looking into doing that starting um, soon and looking into adoption agencies, looking into um, that type of thing. I mean, we're going to do the surrogacy thing, but it's so fucking expensive. I could literally buy another house for the price <coughs> of surrogacy. Excuse me. If I had two kids, it would cost 200000 dollars at least. So... Um, um, I could add a story on my house. I could, I don't know. I could, I could buy four Mercedes Benzes or three maybe, or BMWs or whatever. I mean, it's like, it's so expensive. And, and there's so many kids out there that need homes that are existing. And I've been thinking about it, you know, whether I wanted to adopt an older child because they are the ones that typically uh, age out of the system and are not, you know, um, are not left there. Uh, or, or are left there until they age out, until they're 18 or 21 years old. And because they're five, or because they're seven or eight or 10 or 12 or 15 or whatever. And the only reason that I think a lot of people don't is because they want to have a child that they can shape and mold into someone that they want as their own, obviously. And they don't have the baggage of being left and abandoned and, and, the, and living in foster care and, and uh, anything that's been drilled into their minds already, prejudices, you know, or um, uh, the, um, ideas about religion or whatever that have already been kind of programmed into them. And so I certainly understand that. And that's, that's my fear is that I don't want to adopt a child who's already been programmed to be homophobic or highly evangelical, you know, Christian or Republican <laughs> or whatever. I want to have a kid that I can, I can, um, immerse in the things that I believe. And so that's why I want a younger child. And I'm thinking under five would be fine. 
but it's really, but I always feel so bad because I'm thinking, wow, I really, we really should adopt a kid that is like, you know, eight or 10 or 11 or something like that. But then when I think about adopting a kid that's like 12 or 15 or something, it's like, well, there's only three more years before they go to college and then I have to pay for college right away and they have to, I have no time to save for their own college fund or whatever. And so um, it's just, uh, so I have all these things in my mind. And that's the thing about being a gay person and being wanting to be a gay parent is that you have to plan ahead. Unlike heterosexuals who don't have to plan ahead, they can just accidentally have a kid and then, oops, they're stuck with it. So whatever, situation that kids born into they're born into you can't go back um whereas with a gay person regardless of whether you want to plan or not you have to plan and you can't just be surprised by a kid um you know because it happens by accident so and which is a good thing because you know you want the kid and the kids wanted and loved and you're prepared for it financially and everything else but i'm such a preparer that i'm preparing myself out of the whole idea together because i don't want to ever bring a kid into a situation that's not perfection. And I don't mean perfection because nothing's perfect, but I mean, you know, a situation that is the most, that's going to give them the best opportunities in life to, to launch them in their life, whether they're five years old or 15 or whatever. So anyway, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that, but we'll see. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so the 39 on, on Saturday. And uh, Saturday, I'm spending the day with family, friends, and uh, going out and eating out and whatever. I was going to go to the park and just kind of, we're going to have a picnic and stuff because it's so beautiful, but it's so fucking hot this coming Saturday. It's going to be like 96 degrees on Saturday. Uh, so I'm not, probably not going to do that or go to the lake or anything. Um, but who knows? I'm going to do a lot of stuff, and I'm sure I'll have you know cake and fun stuff like that for my 39th birthday, but we'll see what happens. Um, by the way, if you are living in Dallas, Texas, or going to be in Dallas, Texas this Saturday, uh, my birthday weekend, I may or may not be interviewing the illustrious Jason Dotley. If we do end up going to Razzle Dazzle Dallas, which I've been to before, haven't been in many years since I was probably 20 years old, because <laughs> it's really kind of a young person's thing. I was dancing. It's kind of a street party or whatever. And I... Um, if you want, so if we end up going to that, I might actually end up interviewing. He said I, I could interview him if I came uh, to his show. He's going to be performing live his song "Love Story," which uh, I played on this show before, and I interviewed him on the cruise show that I was part of previously um, a few months back. So uh, he's cool and he was happy with it. So, but by the way, if you're interested in actually uh, participating in his show, he's looking for four volunteers uh, or four more volunteers, males and females, um, to be in his show and they're going to include people of all all races creeds colors shapes and sizes doesn't matter if you're skinny or fat or fit or whatever to dance with him and if you are interested in doing it uh you can contact him um on jasondotley.com and he'll be happy to uh to give you details on that so be sure to check that out if you're interested so um i think that's all i want to talk about today i just wanted to do a quick show um today since i have to be busy tomorrow I'll be back uh, with Brain Purge later in the week, and I'll be back uh, with Acoustic Mass as well. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, and I'll be back, as I said, later in the week. If you want to uh, call in in the future, by the way, the number is 214-377-0481. Uh, during a show, you can always call in uh, live and talk to me. Um, and be sure to, to like me on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Spreaker.com. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good day. <laughs> Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 